I've got a, uh, got something I believe the Lord <clears throat> wants me to share this morning, and of course it does relate uh, somewhat to baptism, but it's something else I really believe that the Lord placed on my heart. And so before we do that, let's just pray over the message here this morning, and then we're going to get into the baptisms, which we're super excited about. And worship team, I'll invite you back up. You'll know when to come back up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are good. Your mercies are good each and every day. So, Father, I just pray over this message this morning that you will open our ears to hear it, open our eyes to see what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, open up your Bible to Acts 8. Acts 8 and verse 26. Acts 8 and verse 26. We're going to get there in a minute, but before we get there, I've got to tell you guys a funny story. How many are ready for a funny story this morning? Okay, so as a parent, how many of you know the most, out of the best and the craziest conversations with your kids happen in one of two, actually probably one of three times? The first one is right before bed, right? They ask you these questions, they begin, it's probably because they don't want to go to bed, right? They're like, Dad, can you give us a full lecture on the Holy Spirit and all the gifts of the Spirit, starting with the gift of, of not working of knowledge, okay? If you could just start there and we can move forward, right? So they're always asking these questions. The second one is in the car. I don't know what it is about the car, but as I'm driving somewhere, they're always asking me questions. Hey, Dad, what about this? What was the other one? You know, who made candy? Did the devil make candy, Dad? Right? So they're always asking, they drive by Kentucky Fried Chicken, they're like, hey dad, is that place evil? Like, I don't know. Well, why don't we go eat there? I don't know. They always ask all these questions. And the third place I found that they ask a lot of questions is when we are doing dishes in the kitchen together. Doing dishes in the kitchen together. So this week, I believe it was Monday of this week, uh, the kids are helping me dry and put away the dishes. There's about three or four of them in there. They're buzzing around. There's a lot of commotion, a lot of questions happening. And so our sweet little Noel, who will be somebody who gets baptized today, just out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere, she says, Dad, God is my hero. <laughs> I know. I did that. I was like, oh, baby, that's so sweet. Then my three-year-old decides, I don't know if I believe in that statement or not. <laughs> so, so, no, she's thinking this. So she marches into the kitchen, and she says, Dad, mm, Dad, mm, no. Dad, no. This is Maggie. This is the three-year-old. Dad, no. God is not a hero. He doesn't wear a cape. <laughs> I am telling you, she said it with such seriousness, I was like, Maggie, and then all the other kids started debating with her about it. They're like, no, Maggie, you don't understand. God is our hero, whether or not he has a cape on or not. Maggie stands strong. No, God is not my hero. God doesn't wear a cape. Then they get into a debate in a lecture how Spider-Man is a superhero who doesn't have a cape, and they're working angles. I'm sitting here doing the dishes, watching my kids have this theological discussion about Spider-Man, God, and heroes. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. Amen? Thank you, Lord, that our kids feel comfortable to talk like that and ask those questions. And I would just encourage you parents, when they ask those questions, engage with them on those things. You know, I don't, you know sometimes we don't remember how we used to think when we were young. And they take things so literally... Right? Sometimes the three-year-old says, God's not a hero because he doesn't have a cape on. We have to remember how they think. 
but it's such a blessing to be able to minister to our kids and take those opportunities, even at bedtime when you are so tired and you don't even want to answer another question. Sometimes that's the best time conversations come up. Amen? Amen. Okay, Acts chapter 8. The title of my message this morning is What Hinders You? What hinders you? I don't know. What does hinder you? What hinders you from taking the next step in your relationship with God? What hinders you from completely fulfilling the plans and purposes that God has for your life? And as I read this scripture, and we're going to talk about Philip and the Ethiopian man, I'm going to walk through this scripture, and I want you to begin to think about it. I'm going to point out some things. There's, I believe, five or six things that Philip did not let hinder him to see the plan and purpose fulfilled in that moment that God had ordained. And I think each of us struggle with different ones for a variety of reasons, whether it's our upbringing, our background, our personality, and all the other things that we get up in here about what hinders us. So I want to talk this morning about what hinders us. Acts 8, 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. We'll get there in a minute. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So he arose and went. And behold, a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch, not doing a science lesson today on explaining what that is with the kids in here. Of great authority, you can look it up later. Of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 28, he was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. And as I was reading this, the Lord really began to jump out at me, because he's going to talk about baptism in a minute, but it really began to jump out at me is that Philip did not let anything hinder him from being in this moment, in this plan, in this purpose with God. And the very first thing that we all struggle with sometimes, the first hindrance that Philip overcame that he didn't have, number one, was unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. Philip said, you know what? It, what does it say? It says, and now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. I mean, if an angel of the Lord began to speak to you, would you well, what would you be like? What would you say? Oh my gosh, I don't know. This is not real. What did I eat? I'm never going to Applebee's again. Right? Like you begin to think about what is this, how, why is this happening? But the Bible says over and over that God speaks to us through angels, through dreams, through the Holy Spirit, through the inner voice. But God speaks to us. But what is doubt and unbelief holding you back this morning? Is doubt and unbelief holding you back from taking the next step with God? Maybe you feel like you heard God's voice, but you're doubting what it was. Maybe God has spoke to you years ago and said something specific to you and maybe you haven't seen it come to fruition yet and you begin to doubt. But the Bible says, no, have faith and believe. Have faith 
and believe. And we have to walk through this life like Philip did here and says, you know what? The angel of the Lord spoke and he was listening. Nothing stopped Philip. Unbelief did not stop him. The second hindrance I've noticed that Philip was not, but sometimes we are, is distracted. How many times are we distracted? You know, if Philip was distracted, he may not have heard the angel speak to him and tell him specifically what to go do. And I'm going to give these out today. I don't know which one it is that it's for you, but I'm pretty sure that one of them probably is going to relate in some way, shape, or form, because they do for me. Is it distraction in your life? Is God trying to speak to you, but you are so distracted by the news, by the government, by Netflix, by Twitter, by TikTok, by whatever? What is it in your life that is distracting you from truly hearing the voice of God in your life. The Bible talks about that wisdom is shouting at the intersection. In Proverbs, it says it's shouting at the intersection, which means if you're driving to the intersection, the only way that you don't hear God's wisdom speaking to you is if you are so distracted, you can't even hear the shouting. What's distracting you this morning? Is that a hindrance? in your walk with the Lord. You see, Philip wasn't distracted. He knew right away that it was the voice of God. The third hindrance I see here that Philip was able to overcome fairly immediately is sometimes it's this. We don't like what we hear. Yeah? Is that a hindrance for anybody? Sometimes the Lord says something to us, I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, 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 no, 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 I, I, I don't think I really heard right. What did it say? It said, go to the desert. The angel told Philip to go to the desert. And you, if you're Philip, right, you'd be like, uh, desert? Let me go look up the definition of desert. Google, what is desert? Desert is a wasteland of nothing. There's nothing there. There's no one there. There's nothing growing. There's nothing happening. There's nothing building. There's nothing exciting happening. But this is where God told Philip to go, to the desert. And so many times we hear something from God or we read something in the Bible and we have an opinion about it. We have an opinion about it. So the third hindrance we have is our opinions. We have all these opinions. Well, I don't like the desert. The desert's too hot. I don't want to go to Mexico on the mission strip. They've got problems down there. We got problems right here, if you haven't noticed. Right? We begin to have all these opinions, but the Bible doesn't say, base what I tell you on your opinion. It says, base what I tell you because it's truth and receive it on the inside. Amen? So is your opinions of things hindering you this morning? You know, God's plans don't always align with ours. How many know that? Can I get an amen for this one? You're just like, well, I thought. Right? How many of you did that one of those sentences? I thought that blah, 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 blah. Right? Because we have this picture, this image of when God says something, that something's going to happen in a certain way. And a lot of times it doesn't. His plans don't always align with ours, but his plans are the perfect plans. 
And so we have to put our opinion aside. You know, George Mueller, he's a, a, a fate, well, famous, I mean, he's passed now, but he was an evangelist, he was a pastor, and he started an orphanage in Bristol, England for many thousands and thousands of kids. And he made this statement that resonates with me all the time. He says, I would never make a decision until I could completely and totally have no opinion on the matter. That is like, that has stuck with me. Because a hindrance to us is when we have this opinion of something. Now, if it, whatever we feel like we're hearing doesn't align with the word of God, then you can have an opinion about it and say, yeah, I don't think so. Because that doesn't align with the word of God. But what I'm talking about when you are sitting there and there's a hindrance there right in front of you of this opinion. Well, I don't, I, I, you have to say, you know what? I set aside all my opinions of the matter. You know how hard that is to do? <laughs> it is really hard to do. And it's especially hard because we want answers right now. Right? You know, I mean, we don't live in a society anymore where we, you know, where we can, you know, wait 20 days for an answer. Right? We're just like, what do you mean? You text somebody and you're like, what? Why are they not responding to me? I know, I know they got the Apple Watch. I saw it on their hand, which means even if their phone is not with them, they're getting the signal, they're getting the text, and they know that I'm trying to reach out to them. And why is that, that they're not responding? Right, it's just like instantaneously, we just need everything now, 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 now. But God is challenging us to set aside our opinions of the matter because they're hindering us from moving forward in the plans and purposes of God. Most of us don't like the desert. But Philip went. He went. He said, you know what? The Lord said to go to the desert, so I'm going to do it. Hindrance number four. We don't obey what he says to go do. Mm. I, lo I love when I give a certain point where there's not the amen, there's the mmm. Mm. It's the groaning. It's the groaning response where everyone's just like, oh, he said that. Yeah, because I've lived it. I know it. I know it to be true. I know it to be true. Obedience. We have to walk in obedience to what God is telling us to go do. You say, well, he's not telling me to go do anything. My Bible has 1,000, let me get you the number of pages of things that I can tell you. That 1,160... I'll get you the exact number. This one, 68. 1,168 pages of things that God wants to speak to you about. So you can't tell me that God's not speaking to me. Did an angel show up like he did to Philip? Well, maybe not. But God is always speaking to us. Wisdom crying out in the intersections. We're reading Proverbs as part of the Bible plan on the weekends. as like, you know, the Old Testament. Then we do like the Proverbs and New Testament, all this other stuff. I am trying to read through Proverbs. It's taking me forever to get through one proverb because every line you read, you're just like, oh. And the next one, oh. You're like, man, can I even move on? Yeah. He's speaking to us. He's trying to tell us. So is a hindrance to us our obedience to reading the word of God, to obeying the commandments that he's called us to do. And I don't know what it is in your life this morning, but maybe that's you today. 
The fifth hindrance I see that Philip overcame was fear. A lot of us, many times, we walk in fear, but the Bible says, fear not for what? I am with you, says the Lord. Fear not for I am with you. I feel like there's that song, fear not for I am with you. You guys know that song? That might be a New Covenant song where we grew up at a church on the East Coast. I got some New Covenant people here today for the bat. Oh, yeah. This is, and you'll notice I don't sing on the worship team for a reason. Sydney's been trying to recruit me for a while. You know, she hears me singing in my office, and she comes in a lot, and she's shaking her head. She's like, that never happened. <laughs> he is telling you, he is, he is a hindrance right now. He is not speaking truth. What's wrong with that guy up there? Hindrance five is fear. But the Bible says, fear not. Philip did not fear the outcome of whatever it is that God was calling him to go do. We have to set aside fear in our lives. We have to speak against the fear. We've got to stand up against the fear. Because fear will come at us day in and day out. Is fear a hindrance to you this morning? And number six, the last hindrance I see Philip overcame was the lack of patience. The lack of patience. Oh, right? We never wait. Sometimes we hear something and we're so excited that we run as fast as we possibly can and we get ahead of God. If you notice and you look in those scriptures, you see what he says. He went to the desert and he saw the chariot, he saw the Ethiopian, but the next verse doesn't say he went there yet. The next verse says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. In verse 29. He went to the desert. He saw something. And many of us just go like this. Well, there it is. That must be it. How many have a hindrance in our life, right? I feel like the Lord wants me to share the gospel with somebody. There's somebody, right? And we just start running after the person and we start telling them about Jesus. Not that that's wrong, but maybe that's not the, maybe you missed the opportunity that God actually had for you if you would just be still and know. Be still and know. And the society we talked about earlier, we lack patience because everything is instant and right now. But you see, Philip called, the angel called him, he went out to the desert. He saw what he thought it might be and he wasn't sure, and he waited. He waited for the next time for the Lord to speak to him and said, yes, it is. It is that chariot. Go and overtake that chariot. So verse 30, so Philip ran. When we get a word from the Lord, and it's certain, and we see it, what did Philip do? He ran. Church, he ran baptism this morning they are running to him to make a public declaration to everybody that jesus christ is their lord and savior so philip ran and he heard him reading the prophet isaiah and said do you understand what you're reading he begins to witness to this guy verse 31 he said how can i unless someone guides me and he asked philip to come up and sit with him the place in the scripture which reads was this. 
This is out of Isaiah 53, and it's being quoted here in the book of Acts. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from earth. And so the Ethiopian guy, verse 34, says, a eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say of himself or of some other man? You see, the man begins to ask questions. And the salvation message begins to be able to happen. Why? Because all of those hindrances that Philip had the opportunity to take a hold of, fear, lack of obedience, lack of patience, doubt, unbelief, God had a plan and a purpose for this moment in time. And God has a plan and a purpose for this moment in time. On this day, on Sunday, April 18th, 2021, God has a plan and God is speaking. And whether or not you're getting baptized this morning, I am telling you that wisdom, that God is crying out at the intersection. You are at the intersection this morning. What is God speaking to you today? Remove all the distractions. What is he saying? Then Philip opened his mouth, verse 35, and beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. He preached Jesus. What does that mean? He preached the good news. He preached the gospel message. He preached that, yes, this was a man. It was Jesus. He came from heaven to earth, and he lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross for your sins and mine. That's what Philip began to share with this Ethiopian man. He said not only that, but God raised him from the dead on the third day to defeat sin, to defeat death, so that every person on the face of the earth has the opportunity to move from death to life. All because Philip decided, he had to decide to put the hindrances aside. Verse 36 I'm almost done here. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. As they came down to the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me? What hinders me? Here's the water. I'm here. I'm here with Philip. What hinders me? What hinders me? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. You may be baptized today, this morning. What hinders you this morning? Maybe you're here, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Don't let that hinder you. The Bible says you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So bow your heads with me this morning. If that's you this morning, if, if one of the hindrances in your life is that you have consistently had doubt and unbelief, and today you are ready to say, I'm putting that aside. I believe in Jesus Christ and what he has done for me, and that the Bible says today is the day of salvation. If that's you this morning, just slip your hand up today. I want to pray with you. 
Slip your hand up anywhere. Whose hand do I see? Okay. Anybody else? I'm going to say a quick prayer for those that raise their hand. If that's you, just repeat this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus truly is the Son of God, and that he died on the cross for my sins and rose again. And I repent of my sins, and I invite Jesus into my life as Lord and Savior. Amen. Now look up here. What hinders you? What hinders you from being water baptized this morning? You say, well, Pastor Jason, I didn't get on the sign-up list. Guess what? We have prepared for that. There is nothing that will hinder you from being water baptized today. If today you say, you know what? This dude is talking to me. I've accepted Jesus Christ. I've never been water baptized. The, the water is here. It's a nice 95 degrees. And out in the lobby, I've got shorts. I've got shirts. I've got sports bras. I got towels. I got whatever you need to get baptized. So you can't come here today and say, well, I didn't have my stuff. Because I brought it for you. I brought different sizes. I got small, medium, large, and extra large, and double XL. It doesn't matter your size. Today is the day. So I'm telling you, we're going to show a video here in just a few minutes. If you didn't sign up, I don't care. I don't care. Today is the day where you can be. What, don't let something hinder you. Don't let what people think or whatever else let that hinder you this morning. Come and get water baptized. We're going to show a video here in just a minute. The worship team's going to come back up. And when that video begins to play, those who have already signed up are going to be coming over here and they're going to get in their seats to get ready for water baptism. But if you say, you know what, I feel like God's talking to me today, and today is the day that I'm going to get water baptized, somebody will meet you out there in the lobby. Do we have one? We have one today? Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Janie will meet you in the lobby. If there's anyone else, don't be shy, man. Today is the day. Don't let anything hinder you this morning. Man, I'm so excited. It's about to get on, guys. Are you guys ready for this? Is anyone else? Come on. Yeah, when this video goes on, the lights will go down maybe a little bit. I don't know what's happening with the lights when, this, when the video goes on. But you do whatever you got to go do and get yourself changed, and we will be ready for you. The Bible says in Romans 6, I read this earlier, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, even, even also should walk in newness of life. Amen? So here's the process. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do a video. Then we're going to get into a worship song. I encourage you that when the video ends and worship begins, I want you all to stand up. And then as we begin the baptisms, the way we've done this in the past, is you are more than welcome to move forward 
and to come make a semicircle, whatever you want to do. Of course, we got Alex taking pictures, so give him some room to take pictures. There's a few people who are going to be on FaceTime, you know, trying to watch from remote locations, and all this stuff is going to be happening. But if you just want to participate as we're worshiping, I just encourage you to come up. You can stay at your seats if you want. That's totally cool, too. But you can just, we're going to worship him. And now we got 11 people, and who knows, there might be some more that end up getting, uh, getting baptized today. So we're going to show this video, and we're going to worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we're going to be back up here, and we're going to start it, all right? Amen. All right, let's go. Video, guys. <laughs> 